Phil. Hey, Senda. You want to talk about the ways to run a one-shot? You mean there's more than one way? Uh, yeah. No? All right. Cue music. And welcome to Pandas Talking Games. I'm your host who's going to do all the demoing, Phil. And I am your host who's going to do all the entertaining, Senda. So tonight's topic comes from a friend of the show, GM Gerrymander, who said, please discuss the importance in one shot of showing off the good stuff. Basically, if you're running a one shot about something, highlight what makes the game cool. Make sure that success is possible, although in horror survival games, it can be different. And part of this is to make sure the characters have a possibility of doing the good stuff, right? So for sure, this is one way to run a one shot, to use it to demonstrate the parts of the game that are fun. But... Is it the only way to run an effective one-shot is the question we're going to deal with tonight. So before we get into that, Phil, is there any specific setup that we need to talk about for this one? Don't think we need to do anything about the definition of a one-shot. What? Right? Like if you're listening to the show, I think we've got all that covered. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't really talk about fun because, uh, as we know, that's completely subjective and not really a thing we can define. Fun for one is not fun for another. Yep. But we can talk about two other terms. So we can talk about entertainment, the action of providing or being provided with amusement or enjoyment. Uh-huh. Pretty good solid dictionary definition. Sure. Uh, and the other one is rule adherence. How much or how little we stick to the rules of a game. Now... These two terms are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, no, they aren't. Um, In fact, we'd probably say that the best is when you do both of those things together because you get to adhere closely to the rules and at the same time create an enormous amount of entertainment and amusement. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, if you tip the scales completely over to prioritize entertainment over rules adherence, then you're operating in what is typically called the rule of cool, right? Like we can ditch whatever rules are in the way as long as we are having a good time. Yep. And if you are playing, quote, by the rules or as designed or orthodox, what you're doing is prioritizing adherence to the rules of the book over entertainment at the table. Mm-hmm. So that's tilting completely the other direction, right? Yep. And when we're running games, whether we mean to or not, we are always prioritizing one of these two things, right? Entertainment or adherence. We're always prioritizing one over the other. Now, sometimes it's just based on our preference, like the way we run games. Yep. Like for me, I, I like adherence. Because I like to actually play with the rules of the game that were created, which is why I don't play games that have clunky or complex rules, because I, as much as I like rule adherence, I also don't like to memorize really complex things. Yeah. So, but I, but like, I don't streamline, I don't streamline every game I play. I will streamline games that are overly complicated. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, the other reason why you might prioritize one over the other is that you might have a goal or purpose for the one shot you're running. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to talk about this in a little bit, but you might not just be, quote, running a game. 
right? Yes. You might be running your game for a purpose. And if you're running your game for a purpose, then you uh, might have, you might pick the mode that is not your normal default. Right. You could. Now, what? Now, what about you? I know you, right? Like, yeah. I just said I'm, I'm you're, like, big on rule adherence. You're guy, yeah. You're the opposite. I am actually the opposite, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I, I know you because even your home games, you prioritize. Oh, a mess, yeah. <laughs> right. I know. I, I wonder someday how we're going to play games uh, in the same space when, like, we have two completely different well, um, see, styles. It's, well, but it's totally fine because if you're running it, it's it's really my style of running games, right? Not my style of playing games necessarily. Really? Really? I've no, seen no, no. your homebrew. <laughs> yeah, but that's because the person running it is running them the way that I would run them. If you're running them and you have the rules down and you're adhering to them... I will also adhere to them to the best of my knowledge and you will help me adhere to them because you know them, right? Uh-huh. So I adhere basically to the level that the GM adheres. Now, okay. when I GM, I adhere to the level that I am able to while prioritizing the story. That is absolutely true. That is definitely how I run games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's fine. And that's why I love running silly short one shots where I can pull off both things right? Which is kind of what you're talking about, too. Like, we choose our games based on how we can accomplish both of those things simultaneously without spending all of the brain power, right? Exactly. But if we have to pick. Anyway, so we can get to a point when we're preparing for a one-shot that you have to look at those two things and kind of consider what your goal actually is for the session. Is it entertainment or is it a demonstration? And hey, when we find two things to talk about, we get to do what we do best. Have a transformation yep. sequence. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about running games as demonstrations. Yep. And I will be talking about running games as entertainment. And I know that you are all shocked and surprised. Especially since we foreshadowed it at yeah. the opening of the show. And we just talked about which kinds we tend to run. Also crazy. Yes. <laughs> cool. Tell me about running one shots for entertainment. Okay. So on the entertainment side... We are prioritizing the entertainment of play over adherence to the rules. So we're looking for that entertainment to derive more from the story of the game than the rules themselves. Like we are prioritizing the story and the relationships and all of those things over necessarily adhering to the rules. And I am going to say something right here, which is one of the reasons that this has worked well for me is because it also tends to make very entertaining audio. So one of the reasons you might be running a an entertainment forward game is if you're doing something like recording an actual play podcast that people are going to listen to. Because sometimes lots of rules aren't as fun to listen to as the story is, right? So basically there are, there are reasons. I do it at my home games too. But So what are some of the characteristics of an entertaining game? So... It runs smoothly. We're not stopping the game to look at the rules. We're making calls on the fly and we're deciding what makes sense for our story and our characters and we're going with it. Yeah, the mechanics uh, also flow well, right? So um, to use a term that we coined and like to use, uh, the latency is very low, right? So we're getting in and out of, we're getting um, from story to rules back to story very quickly. Fast as possible, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is that there's interesting and compelling content for the players to play off of. And whether that means more relationships or situations, all of that kind of stuff, because we're, we're pushing the story forward over the mechanics, right? So when we talk about running 
running a game and the smoothness of the mechanics, we're talking about how to deal with complex or clunky rules and still make them work like this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, like, you know, we're talking about rules that have, like, many steps to complete. Yeah. Um, you know, like, my favorite is, like, the grappling rules in third edition. It's right? a good like, de- demonstration, yeah. Right, it's a good demonstration of what clunky rules look like. Yeah. So, since since in this scenario we're prioritizing entertainment um, over rules adherence, we can make some decisions about what to do with rules like the grappling rules, right? So we can do things like reduce complex mechanics into simpler types of rules, right? So like, what would you do with a grappling mechanic as an example? Yeah, I mean, like, look, we could just boil that thing down to oppose strength checks. You roll a strength check, I roll a strength check. Whoever gets the higher number is, you know, whoever gets the higher number wins. Right, easy. Right, right. No, no, no attacks of opportunity. No touch attacks. No whatever. We, like we don't. We don't have to strength. Strength. We, done. we don't have to calculate size difference. We don't no, have to. No, no, All that nope, stuff. No, nope, nope. yeah. <laughs> um, and the, so that would be like simplifying it. We can also hand wave things that we just don't want to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could just like we could just for a one shot be like we're not playing with encumbrance. Yeah, like, cool. Don't do anything crazy. Like carry like you know like you know the entire horde of gold in your backpack. Right. But, you know, um, but we're not going to sit here and count coins and figure out when you, you know, when you're partially encumbered, fully encumbered or anything like that. Right. So in this case, we don't want to abandon the rules completely. Um, and we'll just quote Sneezak here. Because if we completely abandon the rules, we're playing past the stick storytelling, right? Which has a place. There is a place for past the stick storytelling. And I'm going to say, if you're listening to She's a Super Geek last week and this week, this next one, that's still a game. But, um, but you know, just throwing that out there. Um, but the idea is that we're looking for a balance of just removing the things that make the game slow or clunky so that we can make it this smoother thing that we can just let flow into the story and be able to tell a story with. So we see people do this a lot with like um, D20 games when they want something that is smoother and lighter, but they haven't necessarily been introduced to the world of like indie games and like Powered by the Apocalypse and all that stuff. It's the thing that I just tend to see happen on Twitter all the time. Sure. Right. Anyway, so some of making it smoother you can do in advance... Um, if you know the game really well, right? Because you can be like, look, I hate the grapple rules. We're definitely not playing with that. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you know in advance, um, then you can just kind of prepare everybody for it. Um, you can just tell people like for your one shot, like what things you're changing. Like, hey, you know, we're going to be playing pretty much straight up, you know, 3E tonight. But just so you know, like I, my house rule is that like I always play with like a super simple grapple. So if grapples come up, I'll explain it to you. Otherwise, don't worry about it. Right, and we're playing reasonable encumbrance and don't carry the statue on your back, but other than that, we're not going to worry about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have an endless supply of arrows. and But so sometimes, and this happens to me frequently, I will say, um, you have to make calls about it as you are playing the game, right? Yeah, I mean, when this happens, right, like, it's okay to do it. It's okay to do it in the middle of the game, but I find that it's good to, like, kind of tell people how it really works. Yeah. And then just be like, hey, for the sake of play tonight, like, we're just going to do this. Right. So that if they sit down at someone else's table in the future, they're not like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, did I, that's not how <laughs> I learned the game. I thought. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but so uh, that pretty much, I think, covers making a game entertaining. 
and and some of the reasons you might do it right because it's fun to do your home table or maybe you're doing it as a performance thing which does change things also right but um so how do you use a one shot to demonstrate a game yeah, so there's a couple there's a couple reasons why you'd be interested in using a one shot as a demo. Uh, the first one is evangelization, right? So um, you don't actually have a stake in the making or selling of the game. Like you don't get any money if the game you know is sold or whatever. But you uh, want others to like, play, or support this game. Yeah, so right? that's like um, that's like Savage Sundays that I know happen in Buffalo, right? Yeah, yeah. So at once a month, every once a month on a Sunday. Savage Worlds players get together and play Savage Worlds. Right. Because they just like it. Yep. And, and a lot of times new people come to play and stuff like that. So, like, you know, GMs are are doing their part to kind of spread the word. Yeah. Okay. The other one, though, is marketing. So this is actually when you do have a stake in the making or selling of a game and you're showing off the cool parts of the game. Yeah. So who might do this? Um, let's see. Designers. I've done that, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> when you're a designer, you run your game all the time, all over the place. Publishers, because Check. when you're publishing the game, you care about people buying it. Um, street teams, so those are the folks that are specifically going out and basically spreading the word, but like as a marketing thing, right? Mm-hmm. Pa- probably paid or compensated in some way with a room at Gen Con or whatever it is. <laughs> um, or you might be doing demos at conventions, right? Yeah. I mean, like the Magpie Room yeah. at Gen Con or uh, PAX. I think it was at PAX as well this year. Yeah. I think that you get staff basically standing around demoing the games so that people are trying them before they buy them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we're using a one-shot for demonstration purposes, we still want the game to have an entertainment value, right? Like, we're, we're not just, like, here, play rules, right? Like, we want you... Like, you want to play a story, but we really want the entertainment portion to derive from the use of the rules more than just the story right because you're trying to prove that your game does a certain thing so that people (laughs) will buy it and and that it's an experience that your game provides you know so you need some kind of story because like nobody just wants to play rules alone right like you have to have a purpose but it's not the primary thing that you're walking up to a booth for. Like, they're not going to mush rules around when they're trying to demo it to you so that you buy it. Exactly. Right? So when we, when we look at a game this way, we want to identify the kinds of rules that make a game really stand out. Like, or like, like and I, I hate the industry term for this, but like, what's the killer app? Right? Like, right. What, you know, what's the thing? What's the, the rule, the rules, whatever, that make this game really stand out and then you want your one shot to kind of be based around those things yes um, so that your one so that your your one shot gets to highlight them and show them off so so send give me a few examples from some other games about some of their killer their killer apps right yeah so if we talk about fate right fate has aspects and those are the thing that make that game really stand out Right? Yeah, I agree. So <laughs> that would be one. Savage Worlds might want to um, might want to show off how the bennies work because that's pretty cool. The card based initiative system also pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, there aren't really too many card based initiative systems. Right. That one's that one's a lot of, a lot of fun for new players yeah. to like get dealt a card. To get dealt a card and 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 a little bit confusing at first when you're like okay alphabetical and then also the number, um, but and, yes. and and then you know sometimes the GM draws a joker and you're like whoa bennies, um, yeah. So there can be excitement, right? Gumshoe, 
the way that Gumshoe handles finding clues is like completely different from everything else, right? So you would yeah. want to focus on something like that. Or say Hydra Hackers, your game, you know, the way that you deal with neighbors and neighbor mechanic and how that makes the characters interact with each other mechanically, I think is pretty unique to your game. Yeah, I think so. So once we know what those features are, then we can start to construct adventures to focus on those things. So, so Senda, for if we were going to do something with fate, yeah. um, how, how, how do we highlight aspects, right? Well, I mean, the first thing would be with that one would be to talk about the character's aspects, like, you know, here they are on your sheet, here's how you use them. But then you also want to make sure that you're using them like every scene and that um, you're demonstrating the use of create advantage because that's where they really get cool, right? Because you can put more on the table and build that up. So it's it's pushing them in play and making sure that you're, I don't know, effectively using them. Put them on, put them on the scenes. Yeah, I mean, I, I know when I when I run Fate for people, and, and uh, you know, a lot of times I've done demo Fate, right, because I'm running Long Live the Queen and stuff like that. I, I make sure, like, I push pretty hard on people, like, look, you guys got to use Create Advantage. Like, yeah. you all think Attack is the coolest, uh, you know, move. It's not. But Create, <laughs> but create Advantage is the coolest move in the game. Create Advantage and, and, is how we ended up having, what, like a 16 shift hit on... 35 oh, shift hit. Oh, shit. It was big on Freya, and I turned into Loki. Like, I mean, uh-huh. that was incredible. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Please continue. <laughs> no, exactly. But that's, like, that's the thing, right? So that that's what you do. So then when when those things now come up in play, like you want to slow the game down a bit and draw attention to the mechanics. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, so you want to explain like what it's doing, why it's cool, how it's different, how how it affects like making the game cool. And you want to take the time to slow down so that as many players as possible are engaging with that specific rule that you're like highlighting. Right. Yeah, I mean, for for instance, if you're doing like a D&D one shot and you've got like, you know, your standard party, right? Fighter, cleric, mage, thief. Yep. Then, you know, like you don't want like magic user casting a spell to be the like the killer app. Yeah, no. Right? Because because only one player is the magic user and only two players can possibly, you know, in that in that group of four are going to cast a spell. Right. So there are two people who will not be able to participate in experiencing the entertainment value of your rules. Right. Now, now to contrast that with Gumshoe, so Gumshoe's like really smart about this. What Gumshoe does is it makes the players divide the investigative skills over all, the entire group. Yeah. So you don't have like a character who's an investigator. You have like a team and they all have some of the investigating skills and purposefully they're not supposed to overlap very much. So like maybe like they each have like one overlap or something so that when they go into a crime scene or some other scene, uh, the GM can actually push clues to all of them. Right. Differently because they would, they would pick up on different things. Right. Right. Exactly. But then, but it gets to engage all of them. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So good. All right. So now knowing that about picking the kind of the killer app and kind of building around that, um, you then like need a story, right? You need an actual one shot story that's got a beginning, middle and end. And to hearken back two episodes mm-hmm. again, yep. um, 
this is a good place for an easy linear story. Yeah. A to B to C to D. And probably not the kind that I do, which is I came up with A and I came up with Z. Let's see how we get there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not really good for a demo. It's that's not. great for entertainment. Exactly, because for a demo, it doesn't give me the opportunity to make sure that I hit those rules, right? Exactly. So in conjunction with that, right, you get your linear story, you're moving the game along nicely. And uh, when we start talking about moving things along, mm-hmm. uh, it must be time for us to move along as well and head into the end of the show. But before we do, Senda, tell us about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network. Yeah. In Bone, Stone, and Obsidian, Wayne and Robert take monthly deep dives into the dark, into the dark sun setting and discuss it across all the editions of D&D. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Say, Senda, where can people reach us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pandas Talk Games. Uh, you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com. Um, and I think that's all these days, really. Safe, safely, yes. Yes, safely, that's yes. That's just, just do those that's ones. It. Yeah. Just those, those twosies. <laughs> yeah, we're not on Insta yet. No. <laughs> Once they find us in one of those places, Phil, what can they do with that information? Please, please, please send us your topics, just like GM Gerrymander did this evening, as well as many other times during the course of uh, the run of the show. Send us your topics, things you want to hear us talk about. We love doing topics about the things that you find interesting. And uh, you can, you know, just... Just whatever it is. We'll figure out how to make it into a show. That's what we're good at. But you just, you know what GMing thing is on your mind. Although um, um, Shadow World 1 actually sent us a fantastic Twitter question today about the ditch lilies. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Well, I mean, we are also the authoritative <laughs> in source of information about all things ditch lilies. Yeah. Um, we try to keep the show mostly role-playing, but sometimes uh, you do want to talk about the most awesome 90s alternative band you've uh, probably never heard of. Yeah, um, we're totally there it for is, that. Yeah. We are, like, there are no others. <laughs> there are literally no others that are uh, as knowledgeable as we are. Yep. Anyway, besides sending us topics, there's a thing people can do that we love. Love to see them and uh, always excited. And as co- as convention season starting to warm up, uh, they should totally do this, right? Yeah, they totally should. Send us your table selfies. We want to see what you're playing at all of those awesome conventions. Snap a photo of yourself. Hashtag it table selfie. I mean, you and the other people playing the game. Hashtag it table selfie. And post it really on Twitter because Facebook is tricky with permissions and stuff. But we'll try. Also, we'll see you guys at Breakout. If you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, please consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Patrons of the campaign get all sorts of awesome stuff. Access to our Slack Room for Life, where you can just hang out with us and be cool. The You get the bonus outtakes from this show, which are pretty damn funny. Uh, you get the Misdirected Mark after show, which, um, I, you know, it literally it could be anything. It can be from super serious to silly to racy. There's... You are, you just literally roll the dice every time you get an after show. Mm-hmm. It is, it's Trey exciting. That's, uh, that's all I can <laughs> say about that. Um, you get, uh, occasionally you just get stuff. Encoded Designs make stuff and patrons often just get stuff from that. I like that part. Yeah, that I part's like giving, cool. I like, I like giving stuff away like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, we also like to shout out to some of our patrons in every show. So that's uh, exactly what we're going to do. 
Want to do them? Absolutely. Todd Crapper, the Dragon Lord of Down with D and D. Thanks, Todd. Yeah. Also, I think Todd. I think he's going to be at Breakout. He is going to break out. I'm going to go look it up on YouTube. All right, 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 right. Sean P. Kelly, thank you so much, Sean. And Glenn Sealer, thank you so much, Glenn. Yeah, Glenn, thanks so much for such an awesome masks game. I've been hearing on about Sunday. it. Yeah, I've been hearing about that. It's great. Oh man, it's some really just quality stuff. <laughs> Uh, anyway, there's another thing you can do if you're already supporting the show or unable to support the show, because that's also perfectly fine. What's the thing that makes us oh so giddy and happy? Uh, you can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. If you leave it somewhere other than the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, which is a complicated thing to say, please let us know, because we would love to read them. We really enjoy seeing them. I stumbled across some on odd something the other day and I was super excited about it. Anyway, we really do appreciate them so very, very much and they really do actually help new people find the show which also makes us super happy because then there's like new topics and stuff too. It's great. It's basically just great. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Say, Phil, what feature are you going to demo in your new H2O adventure for this convention season? This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Yeah, today I successfully gathered one third of the bottom layer of the petticoats that I'm making. Yeah, this is a this is kind of an intricate, detailed thing. This huh? is it's slightly more daunting than I think I had given it credit for because the actual sewing time, the amount of actual stitching, is very minimal. But the amount of time that it takes to gather seven swaths of fabric to the length of three swaths of fabric is perhaps more intensive than I had given it credit for. <laughs> Sounds like some sort of biblical verse. She shall gather seven swaths of fabric into three. <laughs> and the fabric shall be so smooth that she can run it seven yards of it through uh, this tiny golden ring, and then she can marry the prince. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, so, yeah. That, was, that wasn't biblical. That was straight up fairy tale right there. Bloop. So, yeah. So, my bag wasn't here, but I played a lot of Minecraft. I really want my bag. <laughs> I, I mean, really, yes. really want my bag. It's... I am back on antibiotics. Yay. Fun. Not fun. But it yeah. gives me such a good excuse to drink all of the kombucha. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Oh, here, take some probiotics while you're... Oh, you probably want to have some probiotics while you're taking this. Yeah, okay. Twist my arm. Gotta drink more kombucha. Darn. I had a big glass with lunch, and now I'm having a bottle of um, Synergy Mystic Mango. Mystic Mango. Mystic Mango. Boy. Bloop. Last week, we were a little rough around the edges. This week, we're a little better. Not mm. not great. Um, if you're following along on the Twitters, like, there have been some, there were some good parts, right? And then, like, the bottom dropped out midweek. Yeah, Mid to that the end happened. of the week, right? Yeah, like, that happened again. Yeah, we got like rocked with another scandal, and um, 
I, I had to take a, I had to take some time off from uh, I, I took from fr- I took the weekend off from Twitter. Like I was um, I had been railing and rallying and retweeting and stuff like that all week long. And um, I got to the end of Friday and I was like, I like, first of all, it's social media. So the weekends are um, in terms of actual effectiveness of communication. I'm like, the weekends are dead anyway. So I'm just not going to bother. Um, but I'm also just going to not going to check. Like, I just, I, I'm going to go silent. I mean, I don't know. The second wave hit me harder than the first wave, and I had to really go dark for a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard. That was like, yeah. that was not a... Yeah, it was just a lot closer to home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have, I mean, there isn't any, there isn't anyone who hasn't come out that um, I haven't, you know, believed and supported uh, vocally about that. Yeah. Um, it takes an incredible amount of bravery to do that, um, which takes nothing. I mean, I, I, it doesn't matter how I, it doesn't how it matter how it makes me feel because it's important that those things get said. Yes. But acknowledging the reality of like these things eventually wear people out. And so, um, I did. I kind of dialed it back for a couple of days. Bloop. Uh, I got some awesome news combined with like the, you know, <laughs> shit storm of Twitter stuff. Uh, stuff I can't quite talk about yet, but so close. It'll be so good to talk about it when it um, when it's time. <laughs> so I'd be very excited. Yeah, you've got so many really good things going on. You just keep vague casting about them. I have to, All right? Of I, them. I mean, I know. We're up to three, aren't we? I mean, two at least two. Two for sure. Um I mean Oh no, two, two, two really exciting things to vague cast about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. there's a reason why I have a new backpack coming, right? Like <laughs> Right. It's going well. Because it's going well and I, you know, really want my new backpack. So you know, like normally you see the progression of packages moving through places. Yes. And now granted this one was, um, I think this one was coming like FedEx ground. So there's like a, a period of time where it just doesn't show up on any radar because it's just traveling in a truck. Yeah. But I, um, but I severely dislike, um, I severely dislike when they don't make it. Like I, I was fine when I saw the due date and I was like, great. All right. It'll be here on Monday. It's fine. Like, I'll find other stuff to do, right? But, like, when it doesn't come on Monday, then I'm like, you know, wah! You know. <laughs> I know. That was actually the last package that was coming to my house was, like, it will be delivered on Saturday. And then Saturday passed, and it was like, we did not deliver your package. And I was like, I noticed. <laughs> and they were like, cool, it's still in transit. And I was like, where? And they were just like, it's still coming. Yeah. That's, we don't really uh, know. It last we knew it was in Michigan and then like four or five days later it finally showed up. And I was like I was so worried that it was just gone and lost. Bloop. Yeah. Hang on one second. Yeah, you have a look. Yeah, this is like good stuff. Just let it run quiet. You're gonna snip out all of this. Okay. Bloop. Interesting. Alright, you're cutting all this out, but um there's a um the bun- the bundle of holding is having its 6th birthday and it's going to have a 2-day charity offer uh bundle birthday 2019 um with um money benefiting the RPG creators relief fund. Oh, that's um, cool. 
which is a uh, nonprofit charitable organization founded to provide financial assistance to tabletop role-playing game creators suffering hardships due to medical emergencies, natural disasters, and other catastrophic situations. Um, they are um, presenting a collection of high-quality free RPGs. Um, and um, John Harper is agreed to include lasers and feelings, and they want to include Rocker Boys and Vending Machines and Love and Justice. Ah! <laughs> so cut all of this oh, from the really? recording. Yeah. It's going to launch Wednesday, February 20th. All right. So, ah! um, okay. So let me do this. Bloop. <laughs> okay. I'll deal with that first thing tomorrow morning. Okay. Is that exciting? Um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm trying not to leave too much audio that I have to cut out. Now I get to vague cast too. Oh, uh, and my bag just arrived in Buffalo. Oh, it's going to get there tomorrow. Damn it. <laughs> Look, we got to start the show. My kombucha is almost gone. All right. Now I just want to like, <laughs> now I want to figure out how to, um, swing by the house pick up my bag <laughs> and then go, go to therapy <laughs> no i guarantee i guarantee no. you my dumb ass will do it by Don't. tomorrow no i'm going to no i'm going to i'll just leave early i'll just like leave at lunch or something and come back to the house and uh, i'll just work for a couple hours and go to therapy from i want my bag <laughs> i'm on but, my bag but you won't have time to organize it before you go to chris's I can just, I can hold it the entire time we're in the, I will just like, I will just snuggle it. I have nothing in the afternoon. I'm not, oh my God, that's going to happen. <laughs> that's going to happen. Anyway, good. I'm really, really perky and happy and excited because that was a really exciting thing that, that was good, read right? that I totally cut out. So, bloop, many much Delete, delete, casting. delete. Delete, delete, delete. People will know actually because it'll be, um, that thing's going to come out on, uh, it's going to come out. Yeah, look at a calendar. Um, look at a calendar. If we it's can, it's going to come out it, on Wednesday cool. morning. This Wednesday? Yeah. So you probably can leave. You can. Probably, I can leave it all in. <laughs> you put it in the bonus outtakes or something. You can hear the. <laughs> My game yes. is going to be in a bundle of holding. <laughs> yes. That is exciting, even though it's a free game. But like, it's all pros- all profits in this case. Instead of being split among creators, are going to the relief fund. They're all so. going to the relief fund, which is amazing. Which, Which I'm all I feel for. Super good about, and then on top of that, like it's it's basically going as a companion piece to lasers and feelings. That's amazing. No, uh-huh. <laughs> high quality, high quality hacks. Uh huh. <laughs> hey, we you know, made some high quality hacks. Yeah, we did. Bloop. Let's let's try to be expedient about the show so that you have um the same like a normal amount of editing. Are that you ready? Would, that would be cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> simul meow simul meowed in the simul meow of the shutting up now <laughs> <Bloop. laughs> boom boom no Did- i have to fix this you can't cue music like that <laughs> all right whatever <laughs> if you if you read the show notes before the show you would have fixed all these things <laughs> You can't edit the show notes. You can't edit the show notes at the time of the show if you're not going to read them ahead of time and fix it. Bloop. 
Okay. And you can't and you can't fix things that we have actually already just said. Like no, but but the patrons are still gonna get the notes, so I totally can. Fix a them. thing you could have fixed after the show. I know, but I would have forgotten. All right, cue music again. The correct cue. I know, but nobody could tell. You didn't even have to say it again. <laughs> Okay, we were we were gonna be good. Send a don't edit the show notes while we're doing the show. And welcome to another episode of Pandas Talking Games. I am the host who's gonna be doing all the demoing, Phil. I was waiting for you to say your name because you've been forgetting it very frequently recently and it cracks me up. And I am your other host who will be doing the opposite thing, Senda. (laughs) If you read the show notes before the show. I did read the show notes before the show. What part are you doing? I'm doing the entertainment part. I'm the I'm the I'm host who'll the be doing the entertaining doing the entertaining oh one shots. <laughs> and welcome to Panas Talking Games. I'm your host, Phil. <laughs> no, just we can't have nice things around no, here. We can't have nice intros. <laughs> we we, we, have we can't to have it. <laughs> this is no nice intros. Oh, no, I didn't break it. It was funny. It's my turn. You're, it? you're not even going to do the correct one. You want me to do the correct one? Okay. I at least at the end edit this thing together into something worthwhile. It would have been fine. It's not. It would not have been fine. I'm trying to edit. I'm trying to edit your sound because you've sounded wrong. And I am your host who will be talking about entertaining one shots. What? No, no, no. no. (laughs) We're doing this whole thing all over. Just follow my beat. I know you don't. You know, it's not like Just this Just stop. Is Make silent sounds. Are you ready? No. No, we, that's the beginning of the show. <laughs> I know. I was telling you. I was giving you a small pause. All right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. In horror survival games, it might be different, but um, what the... F- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what is going on with you? <laughs> you... you the words no, can't do so anything. hard to read. You can't do anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna put my head down. You just just knock on yeah. the knock on the table when you get the when you get the, the letter part done. Yeah, knock three times on the table when you've read the script. Or Snapchat. We're not we're not doing snaps yet. Yik yak. <laughs> uh, TikTok. TikTok might be our next one. TikTok might <laughs> fifteen second fifteen second music videos. You gotta go see the commercial for TikTok. Okay. Wow. Bloop. Yes. I am considering what Blue Europa is gonna focus on. <laughs> Show me, what you got. Show me what Show you got. Me what you got. Show, Show me what you got. Show me what you got. So, despite the fact that we had to stop and talk about um, ah, the so the bundle excited. thing, 
and the fact that you mangled the opening of the show. We're still at 50 minutes. I know, which is really That's short. good, right? Yeah, no, it's yeah. great. It should be good for editing purposes. Anyway, and you should all go check out the bundle of holding that Aww. came out last Wednesday. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Last Wednesday's probably still running. Hopefully, still running because it's going to have super cool things in it for a super good cause. And I, we just found out tonight that some of those super cool things are ours. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Good stuff. Bloop. But you want me to say adios? <laughs> no, How do I say that? Adios. adios. <laughs> No. <laughs> we say goodbye. We say bye. Uh-huh. Do it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Stopping.